Welcome to the Heart of Money podcast, where we discuss the impact that money has on every area of your life, and where you can learn to make smarter money decisions. Join our conversation as we discuss our past experiences, talk about how to make better money management choices, and in the end, make a commitment to being weird. Hey folks, welcome back to the Heart of Money, episode 56. I am your host, Austin Black, and I'm joined by Mr. Bob Wessler this evening, my wonderful co-host and friend. Bob, how are you on this lovely winter-esque, because it's warmer now, but we're still November. How are you this evening? (laughs) I'm here. I'm here. Um, I had a long travel day yesterday and had some, uh, some news when I got home, that was not exactly happy, but um, had a had a dog pass away that I didn't expect. So I'm on four and a half hours of sleep and ten plus hours of driving yesterday, and so we'll see what kind of chicanery comes out of my mouth this evening. The bad thing is it might actually be intelligible because you can't think of anything dumb to say. <laughs> Ouch. I, I, t- I said my dog died, right? My, my dog died. You add insult to injury with friends hey, like I, these. I, I can't treat you with complete kid gloves, or that just takes away from the element of our podcast here. But I am sorry to hear about your dog because that really, really sucks when a dog dies. So my condolences do come your way, but I'm not letting you off the hook tonight. I just mean we, we still got to treat this that, in that, our normal uh, classic fashion. I, I appreciate that. I, I still have my finger on the trigger here to, I can just press the stop button anytime because Austin has given me the power to, I almost did not on intention. Um, <clears throat> just trying to get away from accidentally doing it. So I, I have the power this evening because we're going to, we're trying some new things. So I'm hosting. I'm your host, but I'm You're, not the host. You, so you, let, you are purely, purely, out on the technical side of this conversation, just remember that. <laughs> that, that, that is my MO right there. Please ignore the man behind the curtain. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you, you had a long day of driving. I've had two nights of little sleep. So we're combined, maybe going to be able to pull this one off. Cause we're both kind of in that mindset of, uh, we got to do one. <laughs> Let's get her done tonight. But it's going to be a fun conversation. Um, So this is going to come out on Black Friday. It's going to come out on the day that people risk their lives to spend money (laughs) on items that their children will forget six months later. (laughs) Would rather play with a box. Yes. Maybe we should call it like caution tape friday or because this year it probably won't be a black friday for retailers i you know depending on you know what their inventory and lack thereof or surplus is this year they no kid i hadn't even thought about it, that i mean is it there might not be the year are, are there black. are there christmas supply chain issues like there are grocery supply chain issues or is that all is that all you know fine and good and dandy because we get to go buy stuff now well, supposedly this is the first year in the last three 
that supply chain for Christmas season is where it should be, but you know, people are still getting their retailers are still getting their lawn furniture, patio furniture and whatever in that they didn't get two years ago. So I think they're just finally getting caught up and now overstocked on everything else, but it depends on the retailer. Yeah. Uh, that that just that would be an interesting uh, situation if there was plenty of of electronics to buy for Christmas, but not enough milk and bread. You know what I mean? And or batteries, not enough batteries for the uh, <laughs> right. electronics. Batteries for the electronics. Yeah, you you, you can go buy the. Uh, I don't even know what the hot thing is now, but you can go buy the the latest and greatest. You just not may not be able to operate it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but it is, it is a good time of year though. I mean, I, I, I kind of have a, a bad connotation to black Friday because, you know, it's right after Thanksgiving and I love Thanksgiving. I love that holiday. I love Turkey. I love the, the whole mantra, the whole context of it. I love the history of it. Um, and I, I feel like it doesn't get near the credit and, and attention that it deserves across most of this country. So that's I, you know, I like to to um, dwell, I guess, on a holiday for more than just you know six hours after lunchtime. So I kind of have a little bit of distaste to the whole Black Friday environment sentiment, everything else. <clears throat> but I know a lot of people enjoy that merge uh, from Thanksgiving to Christmas, and you know, one of those. One of those things is you get to go buy presents, you get to go buy gifts, you get to go start to celebrate the month or six month long <laughs> Christmas holiday. Um, that's a, it's kind of a, a, I guess you might say it's a love hate relationship if that's, if that's a decent enough term. I thought you were going to say you'd like to dwell on it more than the six hours because the tryptophan was still kicking <laughs> in on the turkey and you had a distaste for the canned cranberry. But, you know, to each their own so yeah um love hate i i was out this morning picking up some stuff and i heard two guys talking and one of the guys just really didn't like christmas and i, I didn't hear much other than the expletive that came before christmas <laughs> and the fact that he was really excited about thanksgiving or he liked thanksgiving it was just the fact that expletive Christmas came after it. And I was just like, Jeez. okay. So there is that love hate relationship. I guess he likes his Turkey too. Yeah. The, uh, the trip to fan is, <laughs> it hasn't ever really hit me, but by golly, I do love leftover Turkey sandwich. I'll just leave it at that. <clears throat> Yum. <laughs> Well, we you know, so off topic and just talk about Thanksgiving and not even get to Christmas. But anyway. Yeah, but that that would be so weird if we did that and we're not that weird. Or we might be this evening, so we're, we're moving <laughs> we might on. Be this evening. <laughs> well, we might I know this evening. one of the things that I never have understood about Black Friday and really just the, the Christmas season in general and maybe you can light me on this, Bob, because you probably are a little bit more hip than I am. What is the whole draw 
to spending gobs of money on electronics and big gifts and all of these presents for people that, I mean, I, I, I like buying gifts for family and friends. I like that celebration, but I never have understood the concept of going out and spending hundreds or thousands of dollars on these big Christmas items. Do, do you have more uh, perspective on why that is so common and trendy? Or are you kind of like me? Um, Not cool, not hip, tucka, 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 going back to, you know, the good old Austin Powers days for all those that are listening that are much younger than we are. Um, <laughs> that one guy that Mike Myers played years ago. Um, I don't even remember how long ago it was that Black Friday was even became a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seemed like, and I maybe it was 20 years ago at this point, um, that the term came into being and stores started having sales and it became deeply discounted items for the first 20 people through the door or whatever. And then it just got ridiculous to where people were camping out overnight and stores started opening midnight. Then it was like seven o'clock on Thanksgiving day. And then it was noon on Thanksgiving day. And I think, they got to a point they said, you know what, we're not going to be open on Thanksgiving Day. And so it's been all over the place in the last 20 years as to who does what. And I always remember Walmart being the place that people like they had to barricade the doors. And yeah. I don't know if anybody's actually died in those stampedes, but I know there's been some significant injuries from people going trying to get through those doors and I remember a movie probably about the same age, 20 years ago called jingle all the way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh boy. He and Sinbad fighting over the last toy. I mean, it was an entire movie to get this one toy and it spoke. So it was so relevant to the time because this is when black Friday started to really become a thing. And I think, you know, being in search of that perfect toy (coughs) has been a thing for, ever red rider bb gun whatever right but yeah that was i think toward the beginning of the melee that's ensued over the last 20 years and the ebb and flow that's happened since right well i I thought it would kind of be fun tonight you know i don't want to harp on black friday i don't want to you know degrade it because it is it's it's a I've got some good Black Friday deals. I haven't participated in that shopping, and and it it is a, a fun opportunity to go out and get some presents and everything else. But you know, for me, there there's a bigger thing than than the Black Friday, and, and I think tonight it would be good just to talk about our general Christmas experiences and you know how how we approach Christmas from a present standpoint, from a monetary standpoint, because um, you know I. I think gift giving in general is something that covers a wide array of um, <clears throat> practices. You might say, I mean, you have some people that just don't give gifts at all. You know, they're they're very minimalist in in their holiday celebration and their gift giving. And there's some people that they lavish gifts. I mean, that's like their thing is just to give and give and give and, and buy these cool presents and spend a lot of money and. You know, Christmas is their favorite time of year because of that. 
um, and they have everywhere in between. Um, and I don't think that any of that is wrong. But I, I think it's important that as as we come into this Christmas season, <clears throat> that we just uh, that we're mindful of our our gift buying, our spending, our, our reason for doing this. So I thought tonight would be a, a good chance for you and I just to kind of share our our experiences, our um, you know philosophies, our perspectives, our approaches, and and talk about the whole Christmas gift purchasing um, environment that we find ourselves in. So um, I'll I'll kind of let you start off in in what uh, some of your thoughts and ideas and perspectives and what you guys do around this holiday um, when it comes to <clears throat> the only your spending habits, but also the gifts or the, the level that you participate in that and just how you guys approach the Christmas season and gift buying in your family. Yep. Well, I will say on, in regards to black Friday, um, I know that some consider it a national pastime in its <laughs> short lived history so far. Um, I have participated once and went to get one item and was, sorely disappointed on the lack of uh, humans taking place or taking part in the particular store that I went to. I would think, you know, they'd be lined up out the door and around the block because that's what was advertised. And I was able to walk right in, get what I need and walk right out. (laughs) It was great. And I saved a good (laughs) amount of money. And I don't think I'll ever do it again. There was really no need other than it was deeply discounted. Yep. You know, to go a little further, we've got Black Friday, um, Shop Local Saturday. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Sunday has a slogan, and then you have Cyber Monday, right? So it's you know it's a whole it's a whole weekend. Um, it's not just Friday that these happen; these go on for a couple of days. And um, I actually start making purchases August September. Um, I will say in regards to purchases, I saw something the other day that people are planning on spending just as much this year as they did last year, but they're buying half as many gifts. Um, (laughs) That's the truth. Which in some cases means that they're not buying for everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and in my family on one side of the family, it's fairly large family. And I think we drew names every year. So we knew who was getting something for somebody the next year. Um, so you were responsible. It was a one for one deal and it wasn't a whole bunch. Yeah. And I think we got to where it was a white elephant exchange. And then it got to where we got Christmas ornaments. Whoever was hosting would get the ornaments. And that was really cool. Um, cause it was a memento and we'd have a meal and that was it. Maybe hang out for a while, but that was a, where it was a four hour drive each right. way. So we'd end up spending the night and that was about the only time we made that four hour drive. Um, so we had some different traditions there with extended family. Um, but I will readily admit this year that I wasn't one that spent as much and bought half as many gifts. I probably bought too many gifts and spent too much, even though I have it budgeted as a sinking fund, as we've talked about before Mm -hmm. that I set aside so much every month so that I have that money when Christmas comes around to make purchases. And I found that I have, I I will find, in fact, you don't see behind me the room over. There is a good stack that's probably five foot tall and 
five foot wide and five foot deep of boxes from Amazon, eBay, and whoever else that I've chosen to get things from. But, you know, with kids young enough, you can get stuff off eBay and it's great. I mean, they'd still probably rather play with the box instead right. of what you purchased for them. The um, the tube of paper but, that you use to wrap everything up in. That's right. <laughs> in our house, it's called a do 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 doer. And I yep. think a little bugle to yes, it. Yes, because that's the noise you make with it. Yeah, um, I got some of that um, weed barrier on a roll, and it was six foot tall, mm-hmm. and it was on a roll. And the roll was maybe an eighth of an inch thick. So it was a six foot long tube, an eighth of an inch thick. And that was one heck of a do 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 doer. And oh, we had I a bet. video of that tube being played for quite a while. <laughs> it wasn't a sword. You know, that's what they were when I was growing up. You know, the Christmas <coughs> wrapper, yep. Christmas wrapping tubes. And anymore, they don't even have the tube in them, depending on which kind of wrapping you get. But um, yeah, I, I would say that this year from a financial standpoint for me is just an absolute fail because I (laughs) bought too much. And, um, I was like, I was at the store today looking at what was on the shelves that they were getting ready for black Friday. And I was Mm -hmm. like, it's the calm before the storm, right? They've got stuff all over the place, getting ready to stock up, or maybe they'll just leave the pallets out for people to pick from. I'm like, (laughs) I don't need anything. Yeah. I know that I've still got, three or four things that I need to pick up and I'm watching those like a hawk to see if they're going to be on sale on Friday or if they're going to be in sale on Monday. They're already on, they have a discount on them of some sort. And I'm just going to see if there's a bigger discount during that time. And if there isn't, I'll just go ahead and purchase them. But I get ready. I mean, I'm saving up from January through December to pay for these items but I'm methodically purchasing these things from August on. The only problem is I probably, I don't, it's not a probably I need to be more specific and say, I'm going to buy these things for this person, these things for that person. And we typically do a dollar amount Mm -hmm. that we're going to spend X number of dollars for each person, extended family. And for most of us, it's like we're trying to find gag gifts more than anything because it's (laughs) not like we need anything. Right. So if you can find something that is funny or memorable or something that reminds you of that person. Um, a couple of years ago, my uncle has a library of koozies. No joke. Oh, wow. um, I mean, he doesn't have them in a library, but he's got enough that he could. And so I got him a funny koozie and his nickname for me is Bobber. There's a beer in Missouri that's bobber. So I got him a six pack of bobber. You know, it's like he needs absolutely nothing, but this is something I got. No telling what happened to that beer. Um, (laughs) My cousin's even worse that he got all of us like. Not incredible. um, Abominable snowman pajama pants. Oh, man. Like, okay. (laughs) But, you know, I think he probably got them for. They were probably originally like 30 on sale for 15. He got them for nine and then, you know, probably had some discount on that. And it's like, yeah, okay, they're warm. I'll wear them. No big deal. Um, So, yeah, the the long and short of that is I, I start early. I try to look for the sales, but then I'm good at over buying for people. And I think it's just 
I want to get them nice things or they're mm-hmm. things that I think they would like. And that's what I end up purchasing. And <clears throat> could, it could cut short some of those purchases, even though I still see these things later on go, Ooh, that's really nice. They should have that. Or I should get right. that for them. So, and then I'm spending the rest of the year picking up after the kids <laughs> of the things that I didn't need to buy them in the first place. Yes. That's what my wife can be on here next week and talk about. <laughs> hey ladies, let me ask you a question. Can you talk with your spouse about money without feeling frustrated? If you're like most couples, you probably say no or not very often. The number one reason couples can't get on the same page with each other about money is because they can't effectively communicate with each other. But what if you could turn those money fights into money conversations? Communicating leads to connecting, and connecting results in growing closer as a couple. This helps you make money decisions as a team because you're able to have a peaceful money conversation. In my new training, The Six Secrets to Healthy Money Conversations, I share exactly what to do to effectively communicate with your spouse so you can get on the same page with your finances. It's available right now at freedommoneycoach.com slash moneyconversations. That's freedommoneycoach.com slash moneyconversations. Yes, uh, I I made a comment to my wife the other day. So we, we, we have a set amount that we spend for every member that we buy for. And, and pretty much since we got married, it would just be my parents, um, my brother, now his wife, of course, you know, my wife, myself, um, and some grandparents. I mean, very, very small number of people that we actually buy gifts for, Our families don't even really do the white elephant anymore. Just that kind of, they got too many people just didn't really do it. So we have, you know, a small number of people we buy for and we put a set amount on how much we spend on them. And it's, it's not a lot. It's just kind of enough to get, you know, one or two nice things to have something. But we, we had put the same amount on our daughters. And I made the comment um, to my wife the other day. I'm like, you really think we need to spend that much on them? You know, they're, they're two and four. <laughs> they don't need a lot. I mean, they, they have birthdays in October, November. So they just got done having a birthday party. And then here is Christmas. I'm like, do they really need to have all of this, you know, all this stuff bought for them? So I'm, I'm kind of even, um, testing. Okay. Can we get by with spending, you know, half of what we normally spend on them it's because they don't need a lot. And, you know, spend maybe a little bit more on the adults who, who do, you know, like the gifts a little bit more. But it's interesting because I have always looked at the gift buying and especially Christmas um, from a very practical standpoint, meaning I, I not that I am a, you know, tightwad on the deal, but I just I don't because I'm, you know, buying more gifts than what you would just for a birthday or something like that. You know, we're buying shoot probably six, eight different people. I'm like, what is, what's, how much can we spend on these gifts to get something nice, but to not be spending a thousand dollars on Christmas. That just seems like, like an excessive amount to me to spend on across the board. <clears throat> and I've always tried to, get stuff that they're going to use and like and be meaningful, be purposeful, you know, just be very conscientious around 
that that by experience. So it's always kind of been this catch twenty two when it comes to Christmas time of getting the nice gifts, but still staying within your budget. And this should may be really hard with the way everything is going, but not treating Christmas from a monetary standpoint. Because I don't think that's that's the point and purpose of it. You know, I don't think we are <clears throat> we're tied to an amount. I don't think that we you know, are to put ourselves in this limiting box, but I think that there needs to be, you know, parameters around what you plan to spend. Um, because, you know, we're like you, we've got that sinking fund every month. We're putting in about, you know, $50 a month in there um, for throughout the year to save up to once Christmas time. Cause we know we've got this much money we can spend for these, these people. Now I don't go out like mm-hmm. like uh, you do in August and start looking. I'm more I'm one of those. I'll start December 10th and make sure I can get it shipped in two days yeah. to be here on time. <laughs> but I also I'm not a big gift buying person. I, was, I have a hard time thinking of what to buy someone. You know, so Laura usually takes care of most of the gifts, and um, you know we have some standard gifts that we buy for for parents and for um, nephews and nieces and whatnot. <clears throat> So it's always kind of this um, just unique time of year when we get to be generous in our giving. We get to be thoughtful in what we buy for family. We get to, um, you know, surprise sometimes and just be really creative with what we're doing. Um, but keeping that within the bounds of, of our budget, of our plan, of you know what makes sense to us, and at some point I would like to be able to to increase that that budget amount to where you know maybe we're spending you know seventy five or hundred dollars on a, on you know each person and, and getting something really really nice for them. Um, we haven't got to that yet, but that's that's something I would like to in the future be able to increase that once there's more income to do that. But regardless, you know it's. I think I'm probably, you know, or my wife and I were probably one of those minority couples in the fact that we do come to Christmas from a a practical, somewhat minimalist standpoint of we don't go out and buy these $100 items. We don't go out and shop, you know, for six months out of the year. We try to buy something that is as personal, is, is um, interesting, is unique, you know, special to that person without just going overboard in, in our, our buying habits and everything. Um, and it's, I guess part of me carries some pride in that part of me also wonders how other people do (laughs) spend more money on Christmas and still manage it all. (laughs) You know, what, what, what is the process there of of spending, you know, $2,000 on Christmas gifts for everybody in your family? I don't even know how you do that, but, um, that's kind of, that's kind of the, the tactic that we've embodied in the last six, seven years since we've been married. And, uh, it's, I think it's different from a lot of people, but it also, it's, it's allowed us to, um, be smart at Christmas time and be very conscientious about who we're buying for what we're getting them and still make it memorable, I think in the long, which is one of our big goals. Yeah. And I think depending on who you're purchasing for, what their age is, what their relationship is to you. You know, I, I might get you a tube of super glue and a lump of coal 
if I can find any, if they're not 300 bucks piece right now, the coal, not the, which I say, which one are you talking about? Um, Yeah. I've I've joked that I was going to give my daughter coal for Christmas and you have to get that coal candy early. Otherwise it disappears. Um, but it's funny depending on the relationship and what you give to people. And sometimes it's hard to buy for people because that they're just either they're particular like me or they are not going <laughs> to keep what you give them anyway. Right. <laughs> um, we do have family members that leave their gift behind or take it back the next day. Um, and, you know, a few years down the road, they go and buy it themselves because <laughs> they didn't realize at the time that it was probably a good thing for them to get. But um, or, or the fun one in my family is putting a check from a grandparent in a box for safekeeping and having that safekeeping so safe that you forget to <laughs> deposit the check and even where you put the check oh, or other family members that threw wrapping paper uh-huh. in the fire and along with the wrapping paper went a couple of benjamins george's oh jeez you know whoever you're gonna um, make me cry if you keep talking about that abes <laughs> <laughs> oh these are accumulated through over the years you know that's that's that's, that's almost as bad as my wife right accidentally there. throwing ba- fresh bacon out i'm just saying oh yeah I just cried a little bit over that one. Um, <laughs> anyway, you left me speechless. It doesn't happen very often. I, I think there, you know, the one side is a budget or in having what you'll spend for somebody and maybe mm-hmm. not even spending that and going, mm, I need to find something else mm-hmm. or just finding something absolutely ridiculous that's more of a gag. I, where I have the most trouble is with my kids simply because I think that stuff is cool. And, you know, I get to play with it too, or, you know, <laughs> it's something I would have liked to had at their age. Right. Um, so, you know, like I said, I, I failed at what I purchased because it wasn't, <clears throat> I had the money in a sinking fund, but I wasn't necessarily intentional in saying I'm buying gift number one, two, three, and four for kid one and one, Mm -hmm. two, and three for kid two and one and two for kid three because of their age and what's appropriate for them. And, um, I say, if you have many more kids, you're not going to run out of gifts to give them. I'm just going to have put more in sinking funds to (laughs) cover whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting to try to find things for certain people, mm-hmm. especially when you don't have TV and you don't have commercials and kids don't see what the it thing is Yeah, or they don't get the, uh, we get the Amazon catalog. Thank you, Amazon for sending that. <laughs> and the funny thing about it is they don't put, they don't put the prices in. So that kind of comes in. It's looked at two days and it gets thrown away. You know, kind of like we had the JC Penny catalogs yep. from years ago that were what? Three inches thick. If you remember at those least. things, um, I love looking through those and things. And in the small dreaming. towns, did they had the Sears. What was that? I love looking through those catalogs and dreaming. <laughs> um, yeah, they have those for adults too. I just can't remember what the name of that catalog is. That's a ridiculously priced items that are Christmas gifts. But 
I realized things were getting out of hand when I was in Texas and they said that a Toyota Corolla was a great stocking stuffer. Holy so, smokes. Um, <laughs> but I, I think the, the crux is being able to put money away ahead of time and being intentional. <clears throat> Again, the words that we talk about in every one of our discussions is intent and budget. And uh, it's another one of those that if, if you don't, have a plan it will very easily get away from you Mm -hmm. um you know and there are those people that like to spend lavishly and have the ability to do it and more power to them um if that's what they want to do you know again it's it's where your where your heart is and where you want to spend the money that you have so yeah well it's something that i've been thinking about recently because I am personally in that spot where the stuff that I want for Christmas is stuff that I'm not going to probably go out and buy myself. And it's probably going to be a higher ticket item. It's just something that, you know, it's something that I just, I want. I mean, maybe I need it. You know, like last year, um, I, I got a, a cordless drill from, from my folks. That's something I, I wasn't going to go out and get, but I really wanted to get that for, for something. Um, a lot of times I've actually, I've, you know, I'll get uh, money from grandparents, sometimes even parents, and I'll save that and then end up buying something later on that I would, you know, really want. <clears throat> so for myself, it's gotten to that stage where I've, you know, got a limited number of things that I really do want. But then the people that I'm buying for, I'm like, you know, what, like you're saying before, you know, what do they actually need? You know, what's something that they could really use? And it's that list is getting smaller and smaller each year, it seems like. So something that I'm even thinking about is, and I, I think this maybe is becoming more of a trend even with some families, is not so much what can I what item can I buy for them, but can I provide something more meaningful than that? You know, can I buy, you know, buy an experience or buy a gift card or or just something that's very unique and not just an item off the shelf that looks like they might like it that is within the price range. You know, what is something that would have some lasting impact? Because I can remember some of the, um, there's, you know, there's been a couple of gifts in, in particular that I've got that have been very personal to me and very memorable because of that. And it wasn't just something else that I can buy and put in the garage. Um, so I've been trying to just formulate yeah. how can I, approach gift buying from that element of it and granted it might not be um something that you know we have to play with or look at or you know use on a daily basis but it's something that's that has more memory and substance and enjoyment to it when it happens versus you open up the present oh this is great and wonderful and and you know i'm I'm gonna love this but then you just kind of use it on a random basis um, so that's, I'm, I'm thinking about that more as I get older and as the people that I buy for get older of how can I take this Christmas season and, and this gift buying and really make it more special than just what's something else that they can have in their house or in their car or whatever else. And yeah, go from there. Um, one of the things that we do that has been passed down from my parents is, and we're doing it tomorrow night is we're going to go get ornaments for the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, 
we're not picking them out. The kids are picking them out. We might help the uh, 18-month-old with what <laughs> she's getting, but the four-year-old at this point has a pretty good idea of what he wants. Um, but those are ornaments that they can stick on the tree, and then when they are older and have their own families, they get all of those ornaments that they've yeah. gotten over the years as they've grown up. Um so, you know, I have a handful that are memorable to me that are on the tree um, from different years for random things. And, you know, now we're doing that with our kids and we make an event out of it that you go and pick one um, and, and then we go out to eat and that's that's the evening. Um, the problem is that, you know, when somebody buys them, additional ornaments because they want to, but, mm -hmm. or, you know, you go and say, Ooh, I like this one. Ooh, I like this one. I like this one. And you know, that's what some of these places do where they put you on series or whatever. Yeah. But, um, and, and then you get the ugly one in the series. And you're like, I'm not <laughs> buying that, but you know, that's the whole trick is, you know, you've bought 15 of them and they're 16 in the series. You can't right. not have the 16th. Yes, you can. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's that's just been a fun thing uh, for us to do. Yeah. And um, speaking of experiences, I, I, we're to the point now, like I said earlier, we don't really need things. And those things that do end up on a list are the things we wouldn't buy for ourselves because we just don't feel comfortable spending money in that way. Exactly. I'd rather spend that same amount of money for somebody else than myself, even though that's something that I could really use. Um. I am looking at maybe a couple of years from now doing a family uh, outing as a, you know, vacation mm -hmm. for a handful of days to the Southwest part of the state or, you know, somewhere that has some festivities or activities or something that it's, it's like going to an all-inclusive resort, but not leaving the state for it, which is kind of weird <laughs> when you're in Missouri. Um, you know, normally they put those on beaches or uh -huh. other types of atmospheres and not, you know, in the Ozark Hills. So I have kind of moved that forward with my parents as, hey, why don't we do this instead? Because they've talked about that for years and it just has never been someplace. We've never had a place that we said, you know, that's where we want to do it. Right. Um, so I think that might be a, that might come to fruition the next few years as my kids get a few years older. Yeah. And it might be a one and done thing. We probably won't do it every year. You know, it kind of depends on how it's received and what we do and how it's done differently in the future. Definitely. Well, I think, you know, some of the important things that I want listeners to just be mindful of. And, and again, you know, I, I, th I think that every, every family is, is, um, fortunate to have their own traditions, their own practices, their own, you know, gift buying, spending, just normal, normal seeds. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it, but it's how they handle Christmas. You know, what is their, their family tradition? What is, um, their gift buying objectives, how do they celebrate with their family, um, whether it's through the experience, through its, through gifts, through just get togethers. <clears throat> and I think every family um, gets, gets to pick out what works best for them and really embrace that. Mm -hmm. 
and be mindful of, you know, as believers, we obviously, you know, remember that Christmas is, excuse me, is about, you know, the birth of Christ and celebrating that gift that we have of him and then sharing, you know, being mindful of the gifts that we give others and being being generous at that time. But, you know, no matter what your approach is, no matter what your perspective, no matter what your tradition is, um, I think it's, it's, it is a responsibility that we all have to be mindful and be cognizant of our tradition, of our spending, of our gifts, of, of not just, you know, going out and buying the latest and greatest thing, unless it's something that, you know, our family members are really going to enjoy because that's, that's what we, we derive joy from. That's what we have saved up the money for. It's a big item and and we want to go have a lot of fun with that. Cause I think there can be some really great, um, you know, gift buying and gift receiving opportunities at Christmas whenever you have that that discount, that good deal, that that hot item that you just you really want to have and it's that opportunity. Um so I definitely don't want to, you know, uh criticize anyone for for how much they spend, how much they buy, what they do. Um, but I think Bob, as you and I have have kind of shared tonight some of our personal philosophies and just strategies and and what we do. <clears throat> I think it's really important to um just be mindful of, of, like you said, who you're getting the gift for. Um, did you save up for that item? Have you planned for this? Um, Christmas can be a really, really fun holiday and time whenever we are prepared for, or whenever we make those wise purchases, whenever we you know, spend time with people <clears throat> that we really love, that we, that we enjoy being with, um, and just celebrate, um, celebrate the Christmas season with them. Um, but it's, it's, it's so important to not just get so wrapped up in buying and, and that whole consumer philosophy that we forget those moments that we forget, you know, the real reason and that just, we get caught up in, in, like you said, <clears throat> buying more things than you probably really should, um, just because you keep seeing something. So that, that's my, my hope for folks is, uh, to be, to be smart in in your gift buying strategies, to be smart in how much you're saving for those gifts, um, to to pick out some really cool gifts, some really neat things <clears throat> that um, that your family, your friends are going to like, um, and just to to have fun with that moment of generosity. Yep. Yep. You say it, Christmas can be a lot of fun. It also can be very stressful for those that. <laughs> aren't prepared for it or, you know, it's all about being able to supply within your means and, and being able to do with what you have or being prepared for the next year or getting to a point where you realize, yeah, I'm not doing that again. Um, and you might say that three years in a row before it finally takes place. (laughs) Um, pot calling kettle black on that one. I don't know that I'm at three years yet, but I'm close. Um, try to end the streak. So, yeah, it's it can be a lot of fun. It can be nerve wracking. It there's a whole lot to it, and it's all about how you go about preparing for the season, uh, both financially, mentally, and spiritually, uh, because those are all aspects of it. And um, I, I I've enjoyed going over this and reminiscing on some things, and you know, at the same time, uh, calling myself out for how I've done things wrong. So those that are listening can uh, see that, you know, it's, it's not a perfect philosophy and it's something that we all work on in one aspect or another. Uh, 
it can it continue to learn uh, as as we grow and things that we might do differently or better the next time. <clears throat> yep. Well, everyone, <clears throat> hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. <clears throat> Excuse me. I uh, hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hope you have a, a fantastic holiday season this year as we do enter into the Christmas season now. Um, best thoughts, best wishes to you. Hope that you will continue to uh, listen as we come back again next week and or next month, really, uh, with some great conversations. We've got some really cool guests we're going to be featuring. Some, um, And I, I'm just going to give a little sneak peek to what next year has because there are some really insightful conversations we have planned for next year there in 2023 so be sure and tune in for those um as always leave us a five-star review join us on social media and as always keep being weird we'll see y'all next week <laughs>